Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, good morning, church. I'm glad to be here. I am, I am really glad to be here. This is a great, great opportunity today to be in the house of God. Well, I don't want to uh, do too much on introduction. I want you to hear today from one of our longtime faithfuls. I'll tell you who that is in just a second. But we're going to continue on this series about living called. And today we're talking about being called to the body of Christ. So let's read that passage of scripture that Pastor Ron um, brought us into last week. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And again, today we're going to talk about being called to the body of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we're so thankful for the great opportunity to come into your house today, to be with your people today, and to hear what you have to say to us. Lord, I pray over this word. I pray it is encouraging and building um, your people, equipping them, challenging where needed, convicting where needed. Lord, I just declare that it is your word speaking to your house today. We look with faith and we expect Father, you do do a great work in and through each of us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. So we're going to focus in kind of on verse four today. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. And I had the opportunity to sit down this week with one of our longtime faithfuls, Miss Chris Harrell. Give it up for Miss Chris. Yeah. Um, I know you're not supposed to say it, but... You know, especially as a pastor, but like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to go and be truthful. Miss Chris is on my favorite people list. Sorry. Some of y'all didn't make it, but Miss Chris did every time. (laughs) And I know she's on Pastor George's favorite people list for sure. Um, But me and Miss Chris had a great opportunity to sit down. I just wanted to hear her heart um, about what it's meant to her to be a part of the body of Christ. And there's two things in this. There's one, I believe we have to hear the voice of testimony from the believers in the house of God. And secondly, something that's being lost in our generation, I didn't plan to say this, but I'm gonna throw it in anyway because I think it's of the spirit right now, is we we have lost the connection of the older and the younger generations. Mm -hmm, Miss Annie Bell, go ahead, wave at me. I I hear you, I hear you. And, And I believe this is a moment for us to do both. So I want you to sit back and listen and hear from our good friend, Miss Chris Harrell. Hey everyone, I'm here today having a conversation with uh, Miss Chris Harrell, uh, longtime rock faithful, as we all affectionately call her, Miss Chris. She was our front desk receptionist for years and years. What, 25 years? Was that? It's 29 now. Yeah. On yeah. Thir- 29 on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 18 before I retired. Yeah, yeah. So she retired and still volunteers for us graciously every Thursday. So we still get to catch, catch up and hang out each week and, and, and talk and just be family like we always are. Um, but I wanted to talk with Miss Chris. One of the things I've loved about her is watching her life over the years as a faithful uh, member of the body of Christ who is just so bought into loving God's family and being a part of the body of Christ that I just wanted to kind of hear some of her, her thoughts and hear some of her stories uh, along the way. So one of the things I wanted to jump in with Miss Chris is just kind of telling some, some story. We've, we've heard pieces of it and Pastor George has told some, but how did you become a part of the Rock of Gainesville? Okay. 
Well, my first introduction to The Rock was Pastor George. I, back in the 80s, I owned um, a mail receiving agency, a, bu a business. And the name of it was the West Side Mailman. So Pastor George was in town looking for a place to have his services. And they, he was always, and also looking for a place for them to live. So he saw my business and thought it was a post office. So he came in and introduced himself and told me who, why he was here. And he was all excited about starting The Rock. And I was already a faithful member of another church. So he asked, he asked me if I was interested in coming to, to coming to, to the rock. And I said, well, maybe I'll come and visit. <laughs> and he looked at me and he started to point his finger and he said, don't come to visit because when you come, you're not gonna leave. Mm. He said, "Wow." the Holy Spirit says we're joined in the spirit. Wow. <laughs> and I just laughed. <laughs> You're like, that was bold. <laughs> and I thought, when, when he left, I thought to myself, he was so young. Yeah. And I thought, that little white boy shook his <laughs> finger in my face. And I didn't give it another thought. Yeah. Until my children... Eric and Janice came, they were living with me at the time. They came home one day and they said, we're going to The Rock tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I said, The Rock? And they said, yeah. And this was about two and a half years wow. after I met Pastor George and the mailman. Wow. And I said, oh yeah, that's that pastor that I met at the, in the mailman. So they said, yeah, um, they had, met some friends, they knew some friends who came here. So they came to visit and they stayed. Mm. And they were so excited mm. spiritually. Mm. They, there was a renewing of their spirit that was contagious. Mm. But I was trying to be faithful where I was. Mm. So um, I didn't, I didn't come to visit. Mm -hmm. So Mother's Day came and they invited me to come with them to the rock for Mother's Day. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll go with you for Mother's Day. So we came, we went to um, Oak Hall and it was the second, I think it was the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. I think they started in the library and they had gone to the cafeteria. So that was my first visit in the cafeteria at Oak Hall School. Wow. And I walked in and I was, I wasn't even, I didn't, hadn't even looked for a seat. And I, ho I heard Holy Spirit say, this is home. Mm -hmm. And I thought, mm-mm, <laughs> no, 
I'm not, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that because I was a Sunday school teacher. Mm. So um, I sat up front and mm. I've been here ever since. <laughs> you came to visit, never left. <laughs> I came to visit and never left. So Pastor George, I don't know if he knew it, but he was prophesying. Yeah. And that is how. I got wow. to the rock. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. I love that story. I mean, I've I've, I've heard the story, um, you know, in parts sometimes, and, and we've talked about it. And of yeah. course, pastors said some of that story preaching, and it's just been neat to hear. And um, the cool thing for me in the process in hearing that is, you know, sometimes we have thoughts of how things are going to go, yeah. but God has other plans. Yes, and I love seeing how beyond what you guys saw in the natural world that maybe. You know, pastor saw it after he saw yeah. it in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, saying that to you that that you then saw what God had yeah. intended, yeah. which has been so. Pastor George said well. it, but when God mm -hmm. said it, um, I had to obey. Yeah, well, uh, well, let me let me continue on that. Um, and just as you've been here all these years, you know, so many years now, um, what 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 would you say? You know, how is the being a part of the body of Christ, particularly here. Obviously, this is the last, you know, nearly 30 yeah. years or so. Um, how's that helped you in your walk with the Lord? Okay, and I, I know you said here, mm -hmm. but in order to to tell you how it how what this feels like to me, I have to tell you a little bit about mm -hmm. some before. Good. Um, when I first moved back to Gainesville. You know, it was because my husband had been killed in Vietnam. And so I wasn't in a church. The only church that I had here was my home, my church I grew up in. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in church, always called myself a Christian, but I didn't know what a relationship with Christ was. Mm -hmm. And so the people in the church where I grew up did not know what to do with me mm -hmm. as a 24-year-old widow. Mm -hmm. So nobody contacted me. Mm -hmm. Nobody came to see me. Nobody, mm -hmm. um, you know, tried to share the word with me mm -hmm. from my home church. Mm -hmm. um, a stranger. Um, a older couple who pastored a Baptist church here in Gainesville took it upon themselves. They heard about me. They took it upon themselves to come to my house two or three times a week to minister to me wow. because I was angry with God. Mm. I really didn't want anything to do with him for weeks. I laid in bed and prayed to die. Wow. So to me, it was like nobody cared mm. except my mom. So she was the one that was whispering scriptures to me <clears throat> and telling me how much I needed to live mm. because I had two sons to raise. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, it didn't matter that um, nobody was coming. God was there. Mm. And that were I didn't really want to hear that because mm -hmm. at that time I felt like God wow. had already done more than I wanted him to do. Wow. So 
when this couple started to come and minister to me and they just blessed me so much, I started going to their church. And it wasn't, it wasn't home. It was just, it was a place to be for that, it, for that season in my life when God was bringing me back to him. So um, I finally went to another church, got a lot of teaching, Bible study teaching, got filled with the Holy Spirit, had a, got, had a relationship with God and looked back over my life and saw all of the places where he was there. Mm. He was always there and that he loved me. Mm. And I just, it, I became that new creation. Yeah. As soon as I fell in love with him and realized that um, he was my everything. Mm. So I got up, I started living again. I started taking care of the boys. My mom was taking care of them for a while. So when I got up and got started again, it was exciting. Mm. So one of my anchor scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm -hmm. So I've been holding on to that scripture for many, many years, to trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not unto my own understandings, and in all my ways acknowledge him and he'll direct my path. And I just see how he directed me here and how I get, I got confidence, I got security, mm. I got a peace. Mm. I know that Anything that I need, I get it through God, but he has to use man. Yeah. And I have been in the valley and I have called fam I have called my family members mm -hmm. here and they have walked through the valley with me. Mm -hmm. And we have cried together and we have rejoiced together. And that's what I think family is all about. Yeah. I've had, I've had a lot of um, valleys, mm. but God has always given me peace mm. and I've always been able to walk through it with joy. Yeah, yeah. That's good because there's two things in there that <clears throat> just so stick out to me was you talking about, you know, when I asked you the question and you kind of said, let me go back a little bit. The, the beauty in so much of that is the fact that you're watching how it wasn't just you and God over here and he did a work in your life. Although we know his work is very individual, it's personal to us, yeah. but he used his people. Yeah. 
in your life. You're talking across three churches. Yes. Things you had to walk through yeah. that the Lord used in a different season because you stayed connected. Yes. You stayed in the place where God had you in a particular season in the body of Christ. Yes. And because of that, the work happened in your life, which to me, I'm just over here. I'm about to yeah. shout you down, run out of, around the building <laughs> <laughs> because it was so, it's so striking that, yeah. that to yeah. see that, like you're telling the story. I didn't hear all that story. We've known each other for years yeah. of how God used these different churches. Um, so, you know, we were talking earlier before we started um, about challenges. And, and yeah. so through your challenges, you really, the body of Christ really has helped sustain you. Yes. The challenges. Yes. Yes. Love, Miss Chris. Man, I, I, just so you know, that's basically like my Thursday sometimes because Miss Chris uh, volunteers for us on Thursday. So I just kind of mosey on around to the desk. Me and Miss Chris start talking and I'm, I'm, oh man, I've been here for 30 minutes because I just love hearing her heart. And, and I love this too about her. As you see in the video, Miss Chris takes her time. If she's gonna tell you a story, she takes her time. She's not in a rush. And Lord Jesus knows I need to pause sometimes and stop being in a rush. And I love that. Another one of those things. Well, I got one more story that me and Miss Chris share that, that you'll hear towards the end of, of uh, of, of my message, but I want to highlight a couple of things from what Ms. Chris said as we, as we had that conversation. And one of those things is this, the Lord has a specific place for us in the body of Christ. The Lord has a specific place for us in the body of Christ. Sometimes we don't see that. You know, we, we all got a little laugh, and I always do when Ms. Chris tells that story. She's like, who is this little white boy who just came pointing his finger at me? <laughs> But she didn't know that would be the spiritual leader of her life uh, and a place that would bring about family and have her where she needed to be in the spirit. And so the love that I watch between Miss Chris and Pastor George today blesses my heart all the time because I cannot help but think back what was going through her mind when she said that. Who is this little white boy that just came into my store and pointed his finger at me? But Pastor spoke boldly the word of God to her. And that's one of the things I love, just a side note with pastor, is that he don't care who you are, how old you are, what color you are. He's speaking the word of God if it's the word to be spoken for that moment. It's one of the things I love about, about my pastor. So the Lord has a specific place for us in the body. Here's what the word says. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 18 says, says just, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Come on now. You say, well, that's not where I think I ought to go to church or where I ought to be. Doesn't make it any less a part of where it's supposed to be. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Somebody say, as he chose. As he chose. Not as you chose. Or me. Because sometimes we'll pick differently. So Miss Chris, if she would share some more of her story, I'm sure she ran up against those who were like, why are you going to the church with the little white boy who came to your, to your store to point his finger at you? You could go over here. It'd be better over here, Miss Chris. Wouldn't you have a better fit over here? But as it is, 
God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. And some translations say, as it pleases him. So to the pleasing of the Lord and to what his will would be is how he's placed us in the body. And so you find out where is it that I need to be and then you stay connected. And that's my second point from what Ms. Chris said. When we stay connected to the body of Christ, God works in us and through us. When we stay connected to the body of Christ, God works in us and through us. I'm going to back up one verse from where I started you at Ephesians chapter 4, 4 and go to verse 3. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You see, the thing about the body of Christ is this. Reconciliation and love are already provided upon entry. I'm going to say it again. Reconciliation and love are provided upon entry. What our job is as believers is to maintain what God has already done, to receive what God has already done. Okay? That's part of what's problematic right now in our culture with people trying to talk about unity. They want to build a unity which is of themselves. Because I had another Facebook Live conversation and I went on this news channel or that news channel or read this book or that book. A unity which is of myself, of my own creation. Nah, nah, let me get, let me get urban for you for one minute. Nah, bruh, that's not it. The unity is because of the reconciliation and love which God has already provided, which he says received by faith in my body. But we want to say, no, as it has pleased me, I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to talk about this, talk about that, deal with this or deal with that as it has pleased me. But that's not what God's saying. He's saying, I'm placed you as it has pleased me. And therefore, then a work is done in your life as you submit to him humbly to receive what he wants to do. So stay connected where he has you. Stay in the place where God has you. I heard one preacher say it this way, there's power in the place. I'm gonna go over here and say it again. There's power in the place. Sometimes you don't see it Okay, that wasn't just because it was fun to sing that song a little while ago. Yay, Waymaker, put it on my playlist. It's because sometimes that's what we need to hear is even when you don't see it and feel it and hear it yourself, God is doing a work. So you say, yes, okay, I I don't understand it. I don't feel it right now, but I'm going to go, this is where you have me. And say, Lord, I just need to know in my spirit, man. Okay, all right. Didn't like that answer in particular. Don't particularly want to go there, but I'm going to go there. And that's why I look out and I see a Miss Chris, and I know it's a joining by the Spirit. So if Miss Chris should say, I don't want to go there with that pastor, it doesn't make her any less a part of where she's supposed to be, as we just read there. Okay? The eye or the ear and the body, again, for that metaphor, says, no, I don't want to be an ear. I don't want to be placed up here. I'd rather be a finger. Doesn't make it any less a place of where it's supposed to be based on the will of God. So the deal is this, get connected where he has you and stay connected where he has you so he can do a work in your life and through your life. More on that in a minute. But what I want to do before that is Miss Chris has one more story that I think really shares a little bit more of his heart. So I want you to hear this last story and then we're going to wrap up in just a minute. Thinking of thinking of the, the other other part of the conversation we were having earlier about the um, about the picture you had you wanted to share with everyone. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a tell us a story about okay. that picture? Okay, 
So um, Sonia and Joe White um, have friends in D.C., Washington, D.C. And it, the first time they went, they came back and they brought me a shaving, shading of my husband's name on the Vietnam Wall. Wow. And they have just been, they get so excited mm -hmm. about um, going to the wall. Mm -hmm. Sam and Elizabeth, they always run to me and tell me, Miss Chris, we saw your husband's name. Mm -hmm. And so they've been praying, you know, they've been praying for my family and for years. And um, so about three weeks ago, well, even before that, Sonia told me about uh, a friend of hers who jogs on the National Mall. Um, I think she said every day. But he had friends or families that he knew who, whose names were on the wall. So he stops at the wall and he prays for their families. So she told him, she, they went to the mall and she showed him my husband's name. And so he told her that from now on, he was adding mm. my husband's family to his prayer list when he stops every morning while he's jogging. Wow. And that was so exciting to me. Wow. So about three weeks ago, uh, Sonia brought me a picture that he had taken and mm -hmm. sent to her of my husband's name. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool picture, but my husband's name is really high. In order to shave it, you have to get up on a ladder. He, he did an awesome job taking this picture, and I just mm -hmm. like to share it, well, share it with everybody. Well. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because again, so, they're, they're that's family. A connection. Yeah. That's family. Now, her <laughs> connection with him has become a blessing for my family. Yeah. We know that there's this stranger in Washington, D.C., who wow. is praying for us. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. Just yeah. another another angle, another thing that God does yes. when we don't, you know, when we don't get it. You didn't. Yeah. You know, you didn't realize when you came back to Gainesville, God was going to use those those people who came and ministered to you or that this young, you know, this boy who walks in your yeah. store <laughs> and points his finger at you, <laughs> that this was going to be your pastor of so many years yes. and that so many relationships you would have. Yes, 30 years. Yeah. It's been yeah. 30, I've been here 30 years. I used to love to tell him. I'm looking forward to us growing old together. <laughs> and here I am, I'm old <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's great though, because you can look back and see and see what God's done. Well, thanks for coming and talking, Miss Chris. It's been and, great, uh, thank you. And, and for everybody else, you know, what a beautiful picture again of what we get to experience being a part of the body of Christ. So many times we don't even see the full picture, but God sees and he knows exactly what he's doing when he sets the members in the body where he wants them and, and, and sets our lives on a course that he has for us. So thanks for listening. Come on, give it up for Miss Chris one more time. Love it. Love it. Welcome to my Thursday with Miss Chris. I love it. So as, as, we, as we look at this, right, and we look at everything that God is doing by connecting us in the body of Christ, I want to, uh, 
add another piece of the puzzle here. As Ms. Chris tells you this beautiful story, and here now, because she's connected, there's something the Lord's able to do in her life. When, when would she meet this guy who's now praying for her husband's family? You know, I can't imagine what Ms. Chris walked through. Being 24 years old and getting news that your husband is killed in Vietnam. Only man she loves and wants to be with. And that's now Miss Chris, and I've watched her be faithful all these years and love God and walk and raise her kids and continue to be connected in the body of Christ. That's why she's one of my heroes in the faith. I don't, and I don't say, you, y'all know who know me, no, I don't say hero very much. Miss Chris is one of those people for me in the body of Christ because I'm like, I didn't even know, y'all wasn't even alive when all that happened, but the story of how you continued to press in, even going through the moment when she was like, I'm mad at God, no lie, tell the truth. I'm mad at God right now. But God was like, no, I'm not leaving. Here, I'm going to do a work in your life and bring healing. And what Ms. Chris said, I'll highlight it again. He used people. He did his thing, but he used other people. So I would challenge those who come to that place. And if you're watching online today and wherever you are, I challenge people to say, it's not just you and Jesus. Come on now. We individualistic Americans. Let me say it again on the other side. We individualistic Americans, there's a lot of things positive in our culture. That's one of our negatives. A a level at which rugged individualism isolates you now contradicts the word of God. Proverbs 18.1 tells us that if you isolate yourself, you rage against all wise judgment. Not me, Bible. Rage against all wise judgment when you isolate yourself. So a life like Miss Chris's shows you she didn't isolate, and, and, and the Lord has done great and mighty things in her life and through her life because she stayed connected where the Lord had her. Well, the last point in all this is this. The body of Christ is a prophetic expression of what God has said. It's a prophetic expression of what God has said and what God has spoken. You coming, you being here, being a part is a prophetic statement to the world who doesn't know you. Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says this, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Somebody say, not neglecting to meet together. I'm going to say it again, not neglecting to meet together. As is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We're going through an interesting time in our country and sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, we had this pandemic, which some say is a pandemic, some say it's not a pandemic, which is up, which is down, which is wear a mask, don't wear a mask, everything. You gotta do what you gotta do. But the word of God hasn't changed. So if you need to for a time, be away. If you need to, for a time, isolate, quarantine, be here, be there, whatever. It doesn't change what second best is and first best. Uh, don't, you don't need to shout me down. I just want you to think about some stuff today. Because, see, in that time, in that period in which we were not meeting and I was at home, I wasn't like, well, cool, man, pancakes and pajamas are just as good. They're not. They're not. 
And I'm sorry if you feel that way. Actually, no, I'm not really sorry because I just need to tell you the truth. You got to have a conviction within you that says, this is second best and I'm very cognizant of that because I want to get back to what the Lord said, which is not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. It's not going to be my habit. I'm going to be with God's people. So I might need to be out for a minute because it's safe or whatever I need to do, but I'm not going to call it best because it's not best. And I don't say that with confidence in me. I say it with confidence in him because his word tells me not neglecting the meat together. Why? Because it's a prophetic expression to the world. What he said that we are connected and joined because he said and we're placed as it pleases him, not me. John 17, 20 to 23, Jesus' high priestly prayer, when he's doing this last prayer here and speaking over us. See, we see immediately that he was speaking over the disciples who were there, but he was speaking over us too, because we were the ones who would believe because of their word. So it says this, John 17, 20 to 23, I do not ask for these only, but for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you've given me, I give to them, that they may be one even as we are. One. I in them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one. Why? So that the world may know that you sent me and love them as you have loved me. When we're one. And the enemy will fight it with everything within, within him. Thankfully, we already know we're victorious. But stay on the side of the victor, Jesus, please. And don't let the world sway you in any way, shape, or form. Because the victor is Jesus. And that's where we need to stay. Because that's where our victory lies, is within him. Not ourselves. And so when the temptation is to separate and divide ourselves and get all up, Ew, I don't agree with you on this, you know, and now we're going to have a Facebook fight, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's what I say, because it's the devil, man. It's not your well-informedness. I just made that word up. Yup, just made it up. It's not your well-informedness. It's the work of the devil to separate and divide God's people. Come on, people, right now. I don't want to receive anything he's saying. You guys know me. I'm pretty chill, mild manner. But when it comes to the work of the enemy, kick a foot in his chest. Get up out of my space because I'm with Jesus. Man, y'all are making me preach all day. Where's my wife? Gina, come here, baby. Give a round of applause for my absolutely stunning, beautiful. I'm going to bring her right to the middle. So lovely. She told, she told me I couldn't kiss her on stage, so I'm going to have to say that for her. She's like, I She said later. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, but I want to talk to you this. This is the last thing here. The power of a symbol. Okay? See, this set of rings here on my wife's hand I, I was blessed to be able to purchase for her this is not our original wedding ring set this is one that we were able to do as a uh, like an anniversary upgrade this is not my original 
ring, and it's not an upgrade. It's a downgrade from my original, because my original's lost, and I'm still holding on hope that someday maybe. <laughs> Come on, Ricky, I love you, bro. You with me. Not the original. This is, this is definitely second best in the, in the uh, wedding ring category, but I kind of bought it after some time and said, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully I'll have, find my other one, okay? But what I want to talk about is the fact that this symbol says a lot. You guys hear me, if you know me, I talk about this woman. And you can just pick up my phone and her picture's on there. And and I just, I I am blessed beyond measure. Now, let's say we don't have any challenges or some fights or some struggles or some, some, some discussions, as pastor would call them. But there is the covenant that we walk in, which brings great joy. And the symbol of that covenant within our culture is right there. Now, some don't wear them, and I understand that. Then there's, there's some other things, which I'll talk about in a second. But this symbol says something to the world very clearly. It's just, it's, I mean, come on, really. It's just this, and this, like I said, this isn't even, this is like super second best. I don't even know what I paid for this. This was just to make sure I had something on my hand. Because I went like two days when I lost mine, and dude, I was like, walking around everywhere like, oh God, <laughs> I didn't have my ring on, so I felt weird. But the symbol is what people get. They don't know the backstory that this is my original ring, and I'd actually prefer the original one because it's a lot nicer. <laughs> they don't know the story of the fact that this, is a, this was an anniversary upgrade for my wife. They don't know any of that. They don't know the love we share. They don't know 21 years. Come on, yeah, give it up, give it up, 21 years. Praise God. They don't know. They don't know six kids without an epidural. <laughs> Give it up for that. I'm, I'm just saying. And that girl looked fine. Come on. Yes, Jesus is with us today. And always. They don't know any of that. But that symbol, though, they see that, and there's a big backstory there. That symbol, I'm gonna let you walk down there. Thank you. <laughs> Jaden, come help Mondo. Come help your Mondo. But the symbol says something, right? Because when I'm in a restaurant and I'm not with my wife and there's some young waitress who wants to smile a little bit longer than she needs to, Right here, right here, <laughs> right here. <laughs> You're like, man, long day at work. <laughs> the symbol said something. So some people are like, oh, it's just symbolic. It's just tradition of we go to church. On No, there's a symbol happening right now, which is speaking to the world, people. The gathering together, which says, oh, they're with the Jesus people. Back in the day, you know what they said? Well, I mean, like way back in the day, like Bible times, they said, oh, the people of the way are together. The ecclesia has come together. So don't belittle when you come and are a part of the body of Christ and when we gather together. It's a symbol which speaks prophetically to the world of what God has said and what Jesus has declared. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail again. 
That's half of you who got that one. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So when you're coming, you are declaring the word of God. You might think you just came and you got a coffee in the mission and now I'm going to do my thing because I'm an American Christian, whatever. No, you're prophesying to the world. This is who I am. This is who we are. God's word does not fail, does not change, does not return void. I am declaring it. And if that's not how you're coming to church, I encourage you to get that way. When you come, this is no little thing that we're doing here, y'all. Oh, we got the new building. We'll come a little bit. Pastor George is at home recovering. I don't want him to feel bad, so I'll, so I'll come. You are prophesying. Man, get in your car and say, I'm going to prophesy today. Get into this church house. <laughs> Gathering with God's people. I'm prophesying and declaring what God says today when I gather with his people. Here's my last point, and then I have a little sum up for you. Let's never fight against what God wants to say to the world through us. Let's never fight against what he wants to say to the world. What he wants to say to the world is, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What many of in the world would say right now is, well, the church is kind of backing up. It's in retreats and people are a little upset with each other. Uh, you know, there's this being said, that being said, whatever. You know, uh, depending on what state you're in, we could, we could hem up the church and be like, no, y'all can't meet till we say. The, the casino and the bar, they can open up, but the church can't. Oh, yeah, I said it. <laughs> are we not looking? And I get the whole, yeah, let's believe the experts, all that stuff that's said in the news. But I'm telling you, you look and you will watch and see the enemy is trying to do a work to come against the word of God. Because within two miles of the church, you got bar, casino, whatever else, health club open, just fine, and everybody's happy. But you want to go try to have church, and now it's let's get the judge. You know why? Not because of the science, but because of the spirit. Being at work in that place and the spirit of the Antichrist does not want God's people to be together. I know not everybody's doing that, but we got to call it out where it is, people. God's church will not have hell prevail against it. That's the church I'm a part of. And I don't just mean the Rock of Gainesville. I'm talking about his eternal work that he's doing. And yeah, I'm going a little long. Forgive me. Have a, have a, have a coffee. Pay for it yourself, but I love you. <laughs> He's like, you know I ain't treating all of y'all. Some of you guys ordered those expensive drinks, special ones. But let's be about it, guys. So remember this, three things. The Lord has a place for you. The Lord has a place for you. And if it's here, praise God. And just like I told one or two families recently, we don't court people. We don't make sales pitches here. One of the things that I've been well trained in by my pastor, I love you, pastor. This is me giving you a hug. I, I'm waiting for the day when I can give you a hug again. Rub your head, you'll probably have hair by then. I'll rub your head and all that good stuff, I love you. Is we don't make sales pitches because we're not trying to have people just join our church just because we need more people. We want people here because where the Lord has them. I learned that from him real early. We want people where the Lord has them. 
We want to be where God has us. So the Lord has a place for you. If that's here, praise God. And if you are here and you know that already, then let's be about it and stay connected. Secondly, the Lord wants to perform a work in you. The Lord wants to perform a work in you. Believe it. You might be struggling. It might be difficult. It might be challenging. You may have came out of some, some situation which was difficult and you need healing, but the Lord wants to perform a work in you. You might have been here a long time. Some of y'all need to knock the dust off who've been here a long time. You've been here for the 30 years. And now you're kind of like, yeah, yeah. Here we are. Knock the dust off. What does the Lord want to do today? Because you are still breathing. That means he's not finished. One of the things I love about Mr. Brantley's story, Pastor George's dad was, this man was in a nursing home, okay? 95, 95, 95, okay? That's old in our terms and numbers. And he said, the Lord still had something for me. And the Lord did a work in Mr. B. Oh, Mr. B, I got some selfies in my phone that I'm not gonna delete that I have of me and him when he'd be rolled back in there, be in the back, get a selfie with him. Because I looked at his life and I said, oh my God, you're doing a great work in this man's life. Late in the game. He was at like the two-minute warning at the end of the game, okay? <laughs> Late in the game. But God still had stuff to do. And he wants to do that work in you. Thirdly and lastly, the Lord wants to prophesy his word through you. And through you being a part of what he's doing. So don't ever let the enemy hold you up, stop you up, cause you to not receive what God wants you to do. Remember, he's placed you as it has pleased him. And then he does not allow his word to return void, but it prospers in what it's sent to do in your life and in my life. He continues in that work faithfully. My God, that is who you are. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. <laughs> Man, mess around and call this band back up here in a second. That is who you are, God. Stand with me today. Lord, we thank you today for your word. It doesn't return void, it prospers in what you've sent it to do. It enables us, God, to accomplish what we're called to do. And Lord, you don't take your hand off of us, but as your word prophesies and declares over us, God, you perfect what concerns us. You complete your will concerning us. So I speak it over every person today. And I'm looking right in there online as well, Father, every person in their home today. You are doing a work in their lives. And there's no work of hell, there's no work of this culture, there's no work of the government, there's no work of any. That can stop what you have planned. And so I speak it and release it this morning and declare we will be people of faith to say, God, we trust you. Just like Miss Chris said, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We don't lean on our understanding. We acknowledge you, God, because you've called us. And we want to live called, and we want to know that we're called to the body of Christ and remain faithful in the place where you've called us and set us. Because in that place, you'll do a work in us, Lord, and allow us to be that voice which prophesies your word to this culture. And this morning, before we go, I'm just going to speak right now. Father, anybody in this room and anybody online who does not know you, I'm going to give an opportunity to pray this prayer and to receive not only their place in the body of Christ locally, but eternally by coming to Jesus. And so if that's you today and you've never made that commitment to the Lord, and we're all going to pray this, 
And you can let us know afterwards, one of our leaders or something, but we're going to declare this word and give you an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus. So if that's you this morning, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you went to the cross, died and were raised from the dead to cleanse my sins, to make a place for me for all eternity. So by faith today, I accept your sacrifice. I turn from my sin and I turn towards you. I receive your love, receive your mercy, I receive your grace, and I receive your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a praise. If, that, if that's you in this room, if that's you watching online, if that's you recorded after the fact watching online, we're going to speak to you and declare you are not created like we've shared in this word to walk this by yourself. You are set in the body of Christ to walk this with those who God has given you. And so email us, contact us so that we can help you, get you connected, get you plugged in and help you begin to walk out the things God has for you. If that's you and you already made a commitment to Christ and you need that help as well, we're here too for that. Because God has a great work he wants to do in and through you. Stay connected because you are called to the body of Christ. Come on, give him another shout of praise. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.